welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hi, community. This is Parker. I want to tell you about a new series exclusively about paint correction. So if you want to hear tips, techniques, and trends on paint correction, tune in weekly to the Paint Assassin's Hour. Okay, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is the Paint Assassin's Hour. My name is Marshall. You can find me at Total Auto Solutions or at Pints Polishing Podcast on most platforms. Shoot me a text is the best way, 918-800-1188. We'll go right to me. Bruno, uh, number two, here we are for the second. Super excited. Uh, first one was a really great discussion. We've got a lot of good questions, I think, lined up that uh, we'll begin to uh, kind of pick through the pain assassins and ping them out, huh? And uh, find out really what people think of uh, How's the week been? For me, it's been pretty damn good. I mean, uh, I was at Anthony's shop, uh, what was it, yesterday yesterday and we did a, a Porsche um, Macan, right? Cayenne. Cayenne, that's what it was. Porsche Cayenne yesterday. Uh, nice blue Cayenne with uh, with nice flake in it too. It was, it was pretty dope. All right. It's been pretty good. Introduce your second uh, guest onto the, po- the podcast for the Paint Assassin's Hour. Uh, you know, I, I went ahead and sneaked a peek at some of his work. Man, good call. He does a lot of great job, and uh, I love seeing uh, the colors of your shop. We're really special. I really like that. Very different than uh, a lot of other people, man. So uh, cool deal. Jason, Bruno, take it away. Who is uh, the paint assassin? So we're going to be having Anthony Carrera on. He's the owner of the detail specialist in uh, Seminole, Florida, and he's also the lead global consultant hopefully i got that right for car candy so he's a distributor for car candy he's also a trainer for car candy for candy coat that's cool uh i met uh, a couple years ago i met the lady i guess that owns it Uh, ashley yeah i met her at uh the uh ica show international car wash car wash yeah in tennessee right yeah yeah so cool i was like I've seen her. She was like, yeah, and I've seen Total Auto Solutions. It was like, cool. You know, she was a really nice lady. She's watching right now, actually. So, oh, hey, cool. Ashley. What's going yeah. on? Uh, I think I took a picture of her with Justin Lobato over at the Buff and Shine booth. So You did. Yeah. yeah. She actually sent me that picture that day. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Good Boston lady. Boston text somewhere. Yeah. All right. So, uh, give us an update, man. Who are you? I, I'd love to get to know you a little bit more. This is where we'll kind of dive in and... Uh, Pick your brain. Before we do, uh, you guys were talking about what you were drinking earlier. So t- tell us what you're drinking. Got a Miller latte here. Miller latte. <laughs> you know, that's a step above what DJ drinks. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got a, um, a passion fruit wheat beer made by J dubs brewing company in Sarasota. Awesome. And I am drinking a uh, juice pack. Uh, I don't know how you. Yeah, they ain't gonna see nothing now. Yeah, I ain't gonna see. Oh, there we go. Look at there. You gotta keep it in juice pack by uh, Tupps Brewery down in uh, uh, Texas. Yeah, uh, I've enjoyed this. I had it the other night. Um, 
it's just a nice, good citra hop uh, IPA, and I've I've really enjoyed those. So, all right, man. Uh, who are you? Where do you come from? You know, where do you hail from? All that good stuff. Uh, my name's Anthony Carrera. I was uh, born and raised in Charleston, South Carolina. Spent a little time in Ohio. Don't hold that against me. Um, I now live in Seminole, Florida. I moved here in twenty January first, twenty seventeen, uh, where I started my career here in September of seventeen. Um, kind of detailed on the side, you know, glorified car washer days, 2011 to 17. Um, All right. I started. Can you say those again real quick? I was trying to catch up to them, but this is where yeah. I kind of like to dig in and kind of get some background info. So say that again a little bit slower. Yeah, man. So I was I was born and raised in Charleston, South Carolina. Right. I got that part. No, when you moved. Okay. Yeah. Moved to Florida January of 17. Okay. Um, I was a motorcycle lead Harley tech for uh, eight months, eight to 10 months in a shop, roughly. until okay, I then dove in to the- what, what took you there? Um, so my fiance's parents moved here from Charleston and she wanted to be back with them, you know, closer because we had babies and they could help out at the time and they still help out to this day. Very much so. That's cool. That's cool. I have that's, a four-year-old and my son will be See, that's why you can't Christmas. skip that part. You can't skip that stuff. That's why we <laughs> got to get the good juice, man. That's cool. So so still regularly with your family, with her family, Absolutely. very active. That's awesome. Cool. Yes, sir. Um, right. She's in nursing school full-time, so kind of been like single dad for the last year in a way. <laughs> you know? But uh, so I started mobile in 2017, um, September 15th, 17. All right. What took uh, you there? Why? What? I had a buddy of mine named Brad, uh, who was a big influence on me, who helped me out a lot to get going. He uh, he said, "Man, you're not gonna make money working for somebody else." I was making 400 bucks a week, turning wrenches as a lead Harley deck at a uh, at a buddy's shop. And he said, "You, you just got to jump out and do it." So December 15th of 17. I told Brad I would no longer be employed with him. I was taking my own leap to do my own thing. Um, then did you have days later? Lined out? Like, did you- I? I did. I had a few. Um, I was maybe a week booked out. It was just one of them things. I had to make money. I had another kid on the way. And December twenty fifth, Christmas, my son was born. He'll be three in a couple weeks. Um, so I started mobile. Okay, you, know, well, that's I, good. you I, already I had some people lined out, ready to go. Yes, sir. How I didn't know a did whole lot. Take- so when you first decided you wanted to make the jump, how long did it take you to finally put in your notice? Um, well, I, I worked at the motorcycle shop and detailed on the side for roughly three months. Okay. Um, and then I probably like a month, Brad was telling me, just do it, just jump, just go for it. You'll either sink or swim and you won't know unless you try it. So I went for it and here I am going on. Well, it's been three years. Here I am and striving to right, do the so best 2017, I can. You're, you're turning wrenches and doing it on the side. How are you getting your customers? Word of mouth, man. I, I had business cards made up on Vistaprint, and I was dropping them on door seals, on windows of cars, and walking through Publix parking lot, man. I would park at the back and walk all the way up, yeah. and I'd walk up and down aisles, and I never got in trouble for it. I know it's not the right thing to do, but I gained clientele off of it. That's what you got to do. I did it. It paid the bills. Until you get, until you get asked to leave multiple times. And uh, (laughs) sometimes I would go back and the security guard would just see me coming and just already head my way. I was like, all right. (laughs) Time to go. Hit the next one. 
park at the mall, park at the far back as far as you can from the door, and I would target nicer cars, Porsche, Mercedes, Bentleys, Rolls Royce. I mean, we got a lot of higher-end cars in this area. All right. Uh, what was on your card? Um, it had it was a single sided card. I think I still have one somewhere in in one of my drawers somewhere. But it was literally my little logo, and it said auto, mobile auto detailing with my phone number, and that was it. I mean, it was as base as base could get. What <laughs> services did you provide? I was just your basic pull up, wash your car, vacuum it, wipe it down, clean the windows, and dress the tires for a hundred bucks. I mean, I was I didn't know no better. I mean, that's sounds. How long did it take you to do what to, to, do to detail the car? Detail. Yeah, and I'd spend three or four hours on it. I didn't, you know, I was I I wanted it to be perfect. I had the drive, and I. But then, you know, I meeting people in the industry like, dude, you got to bump your prices up. So I'd ease up a couple yeah, bucks I mean, here. And, but just just give you a little little boost. You're, you were doing better than me. I mean, my first one was eighty five, and it took me a little over eight hours. So. You know, I, I came in with my uh, head, you know, head down, my tail between my legs because I'd made 10 bucks an hour cleaning somebody's car. You know, I, hey, so, man, but you couldn't tell me nothing. A hundred bucks, man. I, that's more than yeah, I was I, making a day at the motorcycle shop. I do two or three of those a day sometimes. I was yeah. happy. Me too, man. Me too. Uh, so you're, you're, you hop out and you're a week, uh, week worth of work. And what do you do? You just clean those cars. Do you during that time? How do you spend your time after you clean the cars to to market? I would get on Facebook and I would go to all the local groups, you know, the buy sell trade groups, and post. And I get kicked out of them because they wouldn't allow business owners per se to post and try to sell their trade. And then I'd get my posts flagged on Marketplace. And then and then I went to Craigslist and I picked up a bunch off Craigslist back when Craigslist was the thing. <laughs> there was for a little bit it was a thing yeah uh and we tell detailers all the time to use local facebook groups um and they can do it uh, a little bit more ninja style if they'll just leave comments you know maybe not necessarily always hitting you know hitting with the jab and hitting hard with the sale but more of just commenting on people's post inside the group and leaving information and, and being like a, a source of information in those groups, it gives them brand awareness so that then, you know, cause plenty of times in the groups here locally, every, at least every couple of times a week, you'll see a, a comment be made about, Hey, anybody know a detailer? Well, if, if you're a detailer that's been in that group, leaving positive comments and helping the group out, they're all going to recommend you. So I love it that you went after the groups. We, we suggest Thank it you. all the time. Yeah. So cool. look, the other day I was bored and I went to uh, Google and I just typed in my county, Pinellas County detailers. I counted 271 registered through Google in our area. So it's, everybody's like, oh, you know, I network now that I have a shop. I network with a lot of detailers in the area. And um, it's any given time I'll have, 10, 15 detailers stop through a week. That's cool. Whether, you know, buying stuff or talking or people's like, man, why do you talk to all these people? I'm like, dude, there's 7 million cars registered in the county or in the state of Florida. So that's, so that's what I was going to ask. It's a lot of detailers about how many cars, because here in Oklahoma, I bet you we don't have near as many cars as you guys have. <laughs> oh, dude, it's flooded, man. Yeah. So. I, 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 you said it's 7 million in the state? 
I, I think that's what it was. It, it was that, like, right? eh, I don't know. It, I think it was like five to seven million or huh. some astronomical number. It was a ridiculous number. I don't ever want to touch that many cars, personally. No. <laughs> yeah, All right. So, how long were you mobile before you went into the shop? Um. Now let's see. When did we move me into that little shop in the back of that car lot, Jason? So, that uh, was like two thousand March of nineteen. I would. Was it nineteen? I thought it was eighteen. Oh yeah, eighteen. March of eighteen. It was January 18. or March of eighteen. Yeah. Then I called Jason. I'm like, dude, I scored it. I got the shop, and he's like, all right, <laughs> well, let's let's go look at it. So we pull up into my buddy's car lot, and he had like a, uh, I'd say eight to twelve hundred square foot range shop in the back of his car lot. And Jason looks around. And he's like, man, they sell dirt behind this place. <laughs> yeah, swear to God, there was a there was literally dirt mounds in the back. And it's I'm a like, dirt pile oh, that's shit. probably eighty foot tall that they sold dirt <laughs> out. But I made it work. Mm-hmm. And um, back up a little bit, you know, I was mobile. That's how I got introduced to Car Candy. They were a route truck in the area. Um, they would stop by my motorcycle shop and sell me products to stock my trailer. And uh, that's where I met Ashley in twenty beginning of twenty eighteen. I met Ashley. It had been a couple months of just dealing with her drivers. And then uh, March of 2018, she came to me and said, hey, what do you know about paint correction or ceramic coatings? And I'm like, well, at the time I was with another company starting out. I was like, I know this, this, and this. So she's like, I want you to try this bottle. So she brought me a, I still have the original bottle, one of the first bottles ever produced of uh, Candy Coat by Car Candy. It was our six-year coating. She's like, try it. Let me know what you think. You know, we'll we'll talk more afterwards. So, I had a uh, 16 Jeep Wrangler. I sold the coating for like 1,200 bucks. Couldn't tell me nothing at the time. You know, it was 1,200 bucks versus 100. And um, I did the coating. It worked great. And I actually just seen that coating two months ago, and it was still performing solid. Um, so we started a relationship there with the coating side, and then it grew. And then you know, time progressed. I was still in that little shop, and um, I was still doing mobile. I was bouncing shop to mobile to keep me busy because I, it was a, it was a road front shop, but it wasn't no advertising. If that makes sense. Right. It's and it like, was connected with the dealership. Mm-hmm. When I say dealership, I'm not mm-hmm. talking to big, they maybe had four or five cars. No, no, I know. I know. I uh, know. Buy here, pay here. Exactly. Okay, kind of a little rough, probably. Uh, the cars were nicer. They were Mercedes yeah. and higher end cars, but just, excuse me. It was just, the shop wasn't the ideal shop for a detail shop. We'll just put it that way. Yeah, well, it was, was great. I'm I mean, in the shop with a mechanic too. Like, he yeah, I was sharing little, the shop. I had one little corner. On I was the other like, side, there was like lifts and cars and tools everywhere. So, yeah. So, uh, um, it was, a, it was well, a good stepping stone. But, well, no, I mean, that's why I wanted to go back toward it because I think a lot of guys that go mobile, you know, it's, it's the it's kind of the entry into the business, right? You, you, you yeah. go into mobile, but there's this theory that, uh, well, at least at least the theory that I've heard, right? So we do these the events; they're called pop-ups trainings. I, I met Bruno at one. Uh, Bruno, I've shared this story. There was there was a guy that walked into that training there with Lobato, and you know it happens every time, and they look around and just go, "This is you know that's their dream. It's to it's a dream to go from mobile to a shop." And I was that guy. It, cool. I mean, and, and I mean, it, it, everybody's got their own dreams. So it's, you know, it's, it, that's what we always say. Like, it doesn't matter what your dream is. Just go after what you want. 
So, but I, I wanted to pause there because I think there's a misnomer that guys think that they can go mobile to big shop and, and they, they have to make that jump where I love that you found a place that maybe wasn't ideal, wasn't just, you know, cream of the creme, but it worked for you and you made it work. Um, why did you- it got go, my feet wet. It, okay, so that's what I was gonna say. So why did you, why did you pick it though? Like, what was it about? Was it, you know, it just made sense? Uh, did you tell yourself I'll be here for X amount of time? Did you know it was a stepping stone or was it just, hey, I gotta hop in? What, what was that situation? So my buddy that I rented off of, he's like, dude, I'll give it to you for a hundred bucks a week. I was like, man, a hundred bucks a week. Like that's a good deal, dude. Yeah, like 25, deal. 20, 20 bucks a day. Yeah. So, and that was everything included. Like I had my little water softening, you know, DI tanks in the back, like everything was ready to go. Well, like I said, at the time I was still doing mobile. So I had this client who, a lot of people don't know this part about my business, but I had this client who had a lot of money at one time and he was going through a nasty divorce. He had a 10,000 square foot house right over here by my house, third balcony, talked highly, you know, flashy items, Range Rovers, Maseratis, Harleys. He was like every kid's dream to grow up to be, you know, he had the cars, he had the house, he had the boat, he had, the motorcycles, he had it all. So we sit down one, th one day and we're talking and he's like, man, we need to get you on a bigger scale. I'll back you. I'll give you all the money, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh man, he was coming over to my house with my family with my two babies and my fiance. Where dude, we weren't, we were making ends meet and cut and dry. That was it. I was feeding him steak. I was feeding him, you know, whatever. We would have dinner once a week. So I'm, he's having me look at all these shops and he's promising me this and this and this. And he's like, yeah, we'll get you set up with car candy as a distributor. We'll do this. We'll, we're going to send you to Rennie Doyle's training. So at this time I'm talking to Lobato and Lobato's like, man, you're going to kill it. So I find the shop. It's the dream shop. It's four bays, almost 3000 square foot office space, showroom, storefront overhead loft with like 1800 square foot perfect so he's like let's get it so i sign a lease landlord goes i need a check he writes me a check for it was like six grand or whatever it was you know for security and deposit and whatever not so i give landlord a lease well at that time my fiance's uncle passed away so we went back to south carolina for a funeral well we're all out doing whatever i get a call from the landlord Hey, man, you got a minute? I'm like, yeah, dude, what's going on? By this time, I've already painted the shop. I've laid all my Swiss track style flooring, everything. Those bounced. checks weren't no good, man. They, they bounced. Bounced. And I'm like, dude, I'm at a funeral. Give me till Tuesday. I'll clear the shop. I, you know, I had no intentions. This dude had money. I don't know what happened. He's like, no, you're not getting nothing out of the shop. All my tools were there. I'm like. Dude, don't do this is my livelihood. Don't tell me you're keeping it. He's like, no, you're not leaving this shop. You got a year to pay me this, this price. But at this time, I'd also already put through a huge order with car candy. So for me and Ashley to have this relationship and me to have to call her and say, I got to cancel that X amount of dollar order, which was significantly big. She's like, 
no, you're not. We will make this work. So the landlord helped me out. I ran a ceramic coating special, like thousand bucks, full correction, full coating. I lined up like seven of them for like a week and a half. Paid the landlord all his cash. Ashley helped me out tremendously throughout this whole ordeal. I had all the products in my store. She helped me with my grand opening because she's only right. She's out in Lakeland, which is like an hour from my shop. And um, we have this big grand opening. People show up, you know, and this went on for like two months with him. Like the money's coming, the money's coming, the money's coming. And then he ghosted me and I never heard from him again until like three months ago. He had the nerve to call me and ask where a motorcycle towing company was. <laughs> so Ashley really helped me out throughout this whole ordeal. Um, she's the owner of Car Candy. Her father owns Interstate Chemical and Southeastern Chemical, which are two raw material manufacturers for chemicals. So she didn't let me fail. The landlord didn't let me fail. Here I am uh, going on two years later in the same shop. I just got Best of the Best Tampa Bay People's Choice Award, number one detail shop. And uh, other than Bruno, it's just myself in there detailing. Bruno comes three three to four days a week and gives me a hand, and we just bang them out, man. Okay, so I was going to say, how I need the story on the scoop. How did Bruno, how'd you guys meet? Um, <clears throat> through, he, paint, through paint assassins. When I first started the group, uh, through the through the through the paint assassin group, and he hit me up. And we were just talking and everything. I knew we lived in Florida, but I had no idea like how close. And they told me, "Yeah, dude, I live in like Clearwater." I was like, "No fucking shit, dude. That's like right over the bridge." I was like, "Yo, we got to meet up. Let's do something." So he had a uh, Tahoe, right? Yukon, the the black Yukon. Yukon. He had a black Yukon. The Yukon he still has today, but it's wrapped. But he had a black Yukon. He goes. Yo, let's just, I want to correct my Yukon and code it. So I was like, all right, word. (laughs) I went to his house. We started correcting his Yukon. And legit, it was probably both of our first experience with black GM paint. Okay. And we we were on that bitch for about like six hours. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was on it for 12. It was all night. Was it 12? He cashed out. He cashed out. I cashed out because I was like, fuck this shit. I'm done. But, you know, that that's how we met, man. And our relationship, you know, has been pretty good. We had we had a few bumps in it, but, you know, we worked it out and we've had a really good relationship with each other. And I'll say this. I've seen Anthony grow from where he was talking about where he started to where he is today. And I couldn't be more proud of this man, because not only is he a great detailer, a great businessman, but he does a lot for his community. Like he just had a, a toy drive last week for uh, for kids and everything like that. So he he does a lot, man. And he's also very active in the local detailing community where he does. Help, <laughs> he helps out a lot of detailers, you know, whether it be if he, he, he lets them use his shop, you know, if they need to do a paint correction or something like that from mobile detailers. Uh, he, he helps them by, you know, giving advice when they come in. Like he said, a lot of details pop in and just like the chat and he, he's always there to help them however he can, you know? So uh, Anthony is, is, is one of the, one of the top guys, man, in the industry, not just for his work, but for, for his personality. Hey, this is Parker and I'm popping in to invite you for a beer on the live community pub Wednesday night at seven thirty central. The zoom ID is nine one eight. 
800-118-1188. That's a live community pub Wednesday night at 7.30 Central. The Zoom ID is 918-800-1188. Come on, you can have just one, can't you? Sweet, sweet. So Thank you, Jason. Let, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Uh, let's let's go to the Black GM paint for a second, all right? If we're some paint assassins. Because, uh, uh, you know, DJ's guys were in the shop this week. Uh, they had a Black GMC, and for a couple of them, it was one of their first times to really work heavy on that. And, you know, I laid out some some suggestions. We actually developed a pad line, a soft paint pad line, specifically to try and help the GMC paints. Because my story, my horrific, and I would love for us to each tell our horrifying GM paint story. Mine was, uh, I had an old youth minister hit me up that uh, he's out of Atlanta, but his in-laws still live outside of Tulsa a couple hours uh, in between Oklahoma and Arkansas. Wants me to coat his car and uh put you know put our product on and meet me there it was like a thanksgiving i think it was like 2018 or so and he had just gotten it and i mean had it two weeks i get there fortunately i'd taken a couple things you know i'd planned on just kind of showing up he thought it looked meant perfect right uh one of those you're just trying to help an old friend out i show up and you know how it goes you look at the paint and you go, wait, uh, this is like it's brand new, man. How, like there was, there were still marks from, uh, tape lines. You know, there were still, you know, a lot of times in transports, you know, you'll, they'll get to flapping and you had, there was stuff all over the hood. Uh, you know, he had already washed it a couple of times. They had washed it at the dealership. I made the mistake. I I'm a halogen light guy. I know not too many people are. I think it's part of my colorblindness. It's just the way I see stuff better. I like halogens. And so I, I brought out my halogen and went, oh, fuck. <laughs> <sighs> and he hadn't seen that, right? He had only seen it in the daylight. And then I brought that out on, on I just shouldn't have done it, right? I you did. You introduced him to a whole new thing. Whole new level. You ruined his and- life in traffic. And he goes, can you fix it? And I go, let me go see what I got. And I'm in the back of the Jeep, just trying to figure out I got this pad. I've been sent some stuff from these people. I'm there just trying to mix together stuff, trying to figure it out. I end up rotaring it and then come back with multiple uh, passes of different uh, 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 DA pads and DA. I, I mean, I literally had a whole slew of I couldn't even tell you what products I used because I had a whole bunch of different stuff in there. So uh, I think I got there about noon and got back home uh, somewhere around 3 a.m. the next day. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I've left the shop, come home, cooked dinner, helped with the kids and went back to the shop and ended up leaving like three or four in the morning. Plenty of times. And, and then you got to be right back at 730, 8 o'clock in the morning. Yep dragging ass all day and the problem is it's so soft but then though it, it that deep scratches are so deep like it's it's the weirdest thing you know that i was working with the guys uh this week the problem is because it gets so soft then you've got to dig in there hard but then it that was that finish so how have you guys figured out how to finish gm paint 
What's what do you guys use? I'm. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Sonax Perfect Finish, Orange Lake Country Pad. Run it around four to five speed, four passes or so, and send it, man. But so, so I, I'm all, I'm a huge Sonax guy. Uh, I was told years ago when we started carrying Sonax that Perfect Finish has a little bit of oils in it. So what? What and maybe possibly a little fillers to it. What what are you guys, you know, you you use it all the time. We specifically use, you know, EX04 because in German they they designed it and EX means DA. So they specifically designed it for the DA and the, the perfect finish is supposed to be for a rotary. So, so what, when I what use that you guys love about it? When I use perfect finish, I work it and until it's almost not even there anymore. Because if I'm working on a black GM paint, I want the finish to be as good as it can yeah. and without without trying to mar it at the same time when I wipe. So what I found out was when I use perfect finish and I work it and I let it do its thing to the point where it's not really there on the paint anymore, it's easier for me to wipe. And I'm not, you know, wiping it over like this because that's what happens when you have a product that has oils in it, you know, and you don't let the product do what it's supposed to do, you know, break down and, and diminish like it's supposed to. So if you don't let it do that, you're going to be wiping and you're going to be, you know, on the soft paints, you're going to be marring it again by the towel. So that is, that is the biggest key working with GM paint is make sure whatever polish you're using, I do recommend to use perfect finish, but if you don't, you know, make and sure you work that product in. Lake country orange. That's your favorite polishing finish. Is that a finishing or a polishing? It's a, more of like a one-step pad. It's a polishing, yeah, pad. polishing pad. I mean, it's got a decent cut to it, a nice finish out, depending on the paint. You know, not every paint's going to be different. No, no paint system's the same. Mm-hmm. I just, my beard shot all over the place. <laughs> Premature, man. <laughs> well, uh, I remember yeah. my first beer, Marty. <laughs> do what? <laughs> so I remember my first beer. Oh, you do? What was your first beer? only person that can make a joke and do a question <laughs> mine was at a buddy named chad uh chad ramsey his parents owned ramsey winch uh and uh a guy named bud clonch who ironically became a detailer and uh, has been in working in dealerships, and I never knew it here locally until he reached out to me a couple months ago because he started listening to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, Bud Clonch and Chad Ramsey, and my first beer was uh, MGD. It was in Mad the Dog Twenty Twenty, baby. No, not oh, yours was no. Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Nice. PBR. <laughs> PBR? Yeah. I'm a big My fan. First time of ever drinking, I was uh, quite underage. Oh yeah, I think quite we all underage. Were. Yeah, I would have been. I, had, I was oblivious to what was going on around me. I was in the hood of a trap house at a young age, and parent, my mom knew nothing of what I was doing. <laughs> I thought I was fishing with some buddies and their grandpa or something. Nice. All right, so let's story a little bit. You're uh, you're you're working at. How long do you stay at that little little shop? Uh, I was there under a year. Uh, it was probably right at like eight months or so, give or take a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then, then the whole 
and then I, and I moved into the big shop. Yeah, and then all that went down, and I moved into the big shop, and okay, haven't looked back since. And then that the big I, shop um, was was when? How uh, how, how long ago? Of, uh, April of last year, April of nineteen. Okay, so you, okay, so now a year and a half in the new big shop. Mm-hmm. Yes, cool. sir. You ran the special. I love the special. Uh, it, Bruno, you don't hear too many people running specials on coatings to try and flip and turn and burn. You mostly have heard over the past years, you know, hit them high and, and get all you can take. What's your theory on that? You, you, do you like offering specials and discounts? There's theories that you wouldn't do that. Yeah, of course. I mean, you, it's all about giving back to the customer and the clientele eventually. I mean, you know, it's always good to show that you, you are willing to uh, do a promotion where you want to do a coding for a thousand dollars rather than 15 or, or above. Uh, it also gives the opportunity to the clients who, can't afford that that coating on the full price to come into your shop and you gain them as a customer. So when you do gain them as a customer off of your discount or, or, or a special, they're going to keep coming back to you regardless of like your price at, after that. So that's the way I look at it. I mean, you're going to, you're going to keep a customer regardless. And I've I seen Anthony in action, man, this dude, he's a hustler, man. He can, he can sell with the best of them for sure. I love it. So, so you put out the sale, you get a lot of people coming in and then how do you continue about the business? Do you, do you continue? Uh, a lot of my sales? business, you know, what you, what you do? I don't really run any sales anymore. Um, I do a lot of word of mouth. A lot of my stuff is word of mouth. You know, John down the street sent me or you did Betty Sue's car last week. Um, I we uh, started window tent wrapping PPF today was the first day in the shop. Um, I did run a special 25 bucks off any windshield coating with a, or any glass, total glass or windshield coating with a tent job. Um, That's a good deal. I use candy coat glass. It's a two year maintenance free glass coating. Uh, it's been on my truck now since October of 18, still solid performing. So it's a little over two years. It's two years and two months, give or take. And, um, you know, I use, like I said, I'm strict with the candy coat line. You know, some people dive into a few other coatings. I've tried others. Candy coat works for me. It works for my clients. And I stick at that. It's not, you know, it's not a big name brand yet. We're building. We have a three-year, six-year, and nine-year. We report to Carfax. Super slick right out the bottle. It's a great coating. Um, they also manufacture a, a pretty well-known product called Chocolate Thunder. It's our acid-free, alkaline-based uh, wheel cleaner. It's a solid wheel cleaner, wheel and tire. It's also great on bugs. Um, and we got some new stuff coming out. We just released Hydro X, which is a waterless or detail spray. It does have a little bit of SiO2 in it. It's a uh, it's a pretty pretty nice slick, you know, just for quick waterless touch up detail work, wheels. Um, I use it on my 54 lead sled that I drive. A lot of people know about it. All right, so, so let me talk to nice you about as a, as a detailer selling products. Um, when, when you, do you, do you, I guess you do have other detailers come in, right? And you sell to other oh, detailers? Yeah. Yes, um, yes, sir. Um, how, how's that been with, uh, you know, 
as a detailer to another detailer. I, and I asked the question because, right, I, I made that transition also uh, in a different format, right? But, but it still becomes interesting when it's detailer to detailer. A lot of times there, there can be, there can be. After they think you're trying to BS them. There can, well, there, there can just be some interesting dynamics is all I'm going to say. I mean, that, it could go a bunch of different ways. It could go positive or negative. So I didn't want to pick either side. It just, it can become right. interesting. And I just wanted to know your experiences. Um, Starting off, it was slow. I mean, as every every detail knows, not one company has a product for everything. It's it's not going to happen. Everybody likes their own thing. Um, you know, I, I also sell spot-free water. I sell that to a lot of the mobile guys. And uh, so so that was kind of like an entryway to get them into the shop. Spot-free water. I have a carbon RO system. RO stores in a 1,100-gallon tank in the back of my shop filters out through two DIs at the end just for, you know, quality assurance of pure water. So that would kind of get them in while it was filling. They would walk up to the storefront, check out some stuff, ask me questions, and I would, you know, hopefully make a sale. Not always, you know, it don't always happen, but I get between detailers and street walk-ins. I mean, I do a decent, you know, fair share of, of sales. At first it was kind of standoffish. They were like, oh, you know, you're just trying to sell me and, once they got to know me more on a personal level than just another detailer in town, then, you know, you gain trust throughout that way. I got my buddy Austin. He details out of St. Pete. I probably got 20 or 30 detailers that I actually talk to and don't mind helping. Or, I mean, nobody's perfect. Hell, I call people and ask them questions. Justin Lobato has been a big influence on me. He's trained me. He's helped me. He's across the state from me. I go visit his shop. He's been a tremendous help on me as well in the industry. So, that's cool. I, I'd like to know uh, how do you define detailing? Hmm. Man, you put me on the spot with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Going above and beyond, knowing knowing the differences, and just surface cleaning and truly cleaning a vehicle, knowing you know how chemicals work the breakdown of material, um, not just throwing makeup on a pig, you know, really getting down to the nitty gritty and cleaning in depth and cleaning stuff. Uh, so, I mean, so, I, I don't so know how usually, to answer that. We usually say like something like make a turd shine, you know. Makeup like, on a pig. I've never heard. Make makeup on a pig, on a baby. Pig. <laughs> that must be a South Carolina thing. Oh, shit. It must be. Yeah. I don't know that there's, is there a lot of pigs going through Florida? Oh yeah, bud. Yeah. You got a lot of hogs? Oh yeah. Good to know. Jason will tell you, buddy named Redneck comes through. He'll bring us uh, breakfast burritos and they're stuffed with hogs, wild boar. Oh yeah. Hmm. He'd be bringing deer in the back of his truck and everything. All right, so Bruno, what's been what's been uh, one of your favorite cars, favorite projects that you guys have worked on together? Mm. Um, when are we coming up? It's going to be a good one. There's going to be a nice one next week for sure. This shit is going to be murder. I'm telling you right now. But um, shit, I don't, I don't, I can't. I really say the most memorable. The most memorable for me is it's it's nothing fancy. 
It was an old BMW drop top. Man, me and Bruno had fun with that in my first shop. Photos and oh yeah, and pictures man. and it was those little Z three or whatever Z four Z yeah whatever yeah, yeah. it was. We had fun <laughs> with that one. That's cool. Yeah, next week for sure will be the 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 vehicle that will be definitely remembered for a long time. We don't get any teasers. My, on my most memorable my Bruno. Huh? It's old. It's old school. It's a fifty-seven. It's old school. Yeah. All right. All right, Anthony, I'm going to flip it back over to you. What's what's your favorite thing about the paint assassins? What is it that you love about what Bruno's doing? The knowledge of the group, um, the way everybody, you know, there, there's a lot of other detail pages I've been a part of, and I'm not one to typically post. A lot of people won't see me post, but I'm always there watching. I'm more of a observer whenever it comes to it. I, if I have something to say that I know can truly help somebody, I'll, I'll hop in and say what I have to say, and I'm out the door again. Uh, but the group of guys, you know, and it goes it goes far. You got Noxie, you got Cormy, you got Alex, you got Justin. Uh, I believe Rennie's in there still. Jason himself. I mean, there's just a huge, a huge group of very knowledgeable people. Uh, Jennifer Turcott, um, Justin Day. There's just a big group of people in this industry in that group and no matter what you say in that group and <laughs> Bruno Bruno what you, you all right over there Bruno what's wrong your beard tastes funny I'm uh, I'm, no, I'm no just blushing what, I'm just blushing no no matter what you say though in the and pain assassins nobody's going to knock you down there's other groups where you get called an idiot you'll get called oh you're not a detailer or they'll make fun of your post or you know, in Jason's group, you can truly ask someone a question or you can ask a question about something and nobody's going to belittle you. They're going to help you and bring you up and build you from that. So it's a true learning group. You know, that's... And, and, and then you got Jason the gets involved in shit too. Right, yeah, Jason what? gets involved in the, in the industry. The awards? Yeah, the awards are cool. And, yeah. I think I'm. No, I mean, I've only won one in my year. I think I'm down to like me. You better sit down. <laughs> oh, oh but no, it's it's a it, it's a great group. There's a lot of um, very knowledgeable detailers in that group that really have helped a lot of people tremendously. Yeah. Whether it be a phone call or a video chat or just a comment or a post. Nobody's there to hurt anybody's feelings or make them feel like they're any better or any less than anybody else. So you you go mobile uh, to a shop. While you're doing mobile, do you get into correction much or you're mostly doing maintenance and washes and interiors? I'm not mobile at all anymore. I, I know. What's oh, exactly. back in the day? When you were mobile. Oh, man, I would do whatever would pay. I, okay. If, if so you pull out your polisher? No, I mean, but I would bust out a polisher and a tent. And if dude, I'll be honest, I ain't gonna sugarcoat shit. I was ceramic coating mobile in garages. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Right product. No, no cares in the world. Yeah. It, it was paying the bills, dude. I, at the end of the day, I got two babies and a fiance to raise. You know, help support two babies to raise and a fiance that busts her ass just as well as I do. And as uh, she works for hospice as an LPN, and she's in her bridge program right now to finish her RN and. She's got six months left, and it's 
so Andy, a, uh, I, man, I love your hustle and I, I love what you guys are doing. I love the family aspect. I love everything. I, there's a, there's a little bit that I, I feel like you got aggressive there. And is it because there's a, there's a segment of the industry that would feel like you shouldn't have done that because you felt like you had to defend yeah. yourself. And, yeah, and there's a, there's man, a whole because... part of, I call it the, the ceramic coating scam that has come into the industry over the past five years, specifically from some multi-layer brands. That kind of, you know, well, yeah, they kind of taught that you had to do it a certain way. And, and that's what I'm saying, man, I'm loving everything about you, but that's counter, that's counter cultural to where the rest of the industry has been over the years. But while it was so good, you basically kind of said, fuck you to that. I got to take care of me and my business and my family. And you did what you had to do. Right. Because whenever I started ceramics, all I read was you got to be in a shop. You got to be indoors. You got to do this. You yeah. must follow these guidelines. You got to do this. And yeah. whenever I signed up with other companies, their first question, do you have a shop to do our right. coatings in? Yeah. I was installing coatings. I mean, I've installed them outside under trees. I know it's not the political correct thing in the industry to foresee and do, but dude, at the end of the day, guess what? That Jeep's still working for my first coating I ever did. Yeah. I mean, we did our first, one of our first coatings outdoors in a training up in Baltimore because we had nothing but mobile detailers. And they were sitting there going, well, everybody else tells us we can't coat outside. I said, okay, pull it out. Let's go. I mean, yeah. you got the right product. You can do it. We, we The reason why I love it is because, man, we share that same vibe. We've pushed that same thing since we started coatings in 2016. You know, I started as a mobile detailer myself in 2002. So I have that in my heartbeat as well. And I've never understood why parts of the industry were trying to go so heavy when there was so much more money to be made and so much with with without a desire to appease and try and, you know, choke on I'll tell, I'll tell you why I think that they try to push the shop and it's because they're feeling threatened by a mobile guy not saying I do because I dude, I want everybody to learn and grow and I want everybody to prosper and make money but they don't want to see a mobile guy doing ceramics because for one he has no overhead other than his chemicals so he's going to undercut them which is fine there's mobile guys out there that do just as good, if not better than I do. I'm not ashamed to say it. But they don't want to see a mobile guy taking their potential coding clients that are telling all these clients, you got to have a shop. you got to do this. They're portraying the coding, well, the, coding the way, of things and, and, and that that's has right. to be done inside. That's right. And the way I view it is it's because they haven't been in the industry. Right. A lot of those those people that you're referring to come outside of the industry and are paid salesmen. Whereas you and I, we've grown up in the industry. We've we've got we've got scars on our hands. We've got blood that we you know from hands cracking. We got dirt in our fingernails because we've been doing it. So we understand where you can go with it. Uh, I share that sentiment with you, man. I, I love it. That's it's it's what we've taught too. Uh, so when you go into the shop now, how does that differ? Like, how, is your business different? Do you do more correction now? Is it, uh, do you continue with the maintenance side? What's your dynamics now inside of a shop setting? Um, how to word this without sounding like a total dickhead. 
<laughs> he, he does a lot more coatings, but when it's I interior, I get a phone call. <laughs> yeah. So on the coating aspect, I mean, to some watching it, they may be like, oh, that ain't shit. But yeah, they have 10 guys working for them. I'm doing yep. eight to 12 coatings a month. Um, I don't do, and I say this with all due respect, I'm not doing your 1993 Toyota Corolla. I, I'm i not doing your mom's soccer mom's minivan. I'm doing Maseratis. I'm doing Mercedes. I'm doing Porsche. I'm doing Beamers. I'm doing Audis. I'm doing Jaguars. I'm doing Lexuses. I, I, by the grace of everything, I do a higher end clientele than, than I ever thought I would. You know, I, all right. So when, when I was introduced to ceramic, my exact words to my fiance was, I'll never do it. Nobody's going to pay me that much money to clean their car. But here I am three years later making it happen. Making making money moves and making sure everything's taken care of. There, there was... How do you sell somebody on a coating? Like, I mean, I'm black and white. It's a client comes in. I want your coating. First thing I tell them: What do you know about ceramic? Well, I know this, this, and this. Okay, great. You know the basis, the foundation. Let's build on top of that. All right, so what do they typically say? What are some of the, you, when you ask them, hey, uh, what do you know about ceramics? What do they typically say? The biggest thing is that it beads water and that you don't have to wax it. That's the two main <laughs> things I get, you know? So, but I try to be black and white with everybody. I tell them ceramics, not bulletproof. If you, if you don't want anything to ever happen to your car, park it in the garage, come back 30 years later, let's look at it. Is that because you compete with, is it Simon Eyes has Bulletproof and they're located over there in Florida too? Oh, I don't know. Are they? Are they? I'm just, <laughs> I, but, you know, I, I just be real with them. I say, you know, the biggest thing is I've had clients come in and say, well, I just talked to a guy and he said, my, my car will never get scratched. It'll never chip. It'll be perfect. Yeah. I say, well, unfortunately that guy fed you a line of bullshit. You can still get scratches. You can still get rock chips. Yes, things are introduced to the ceramic before they're introduced to your clear coat and then before it goes to the base coat, yes. But no coating out there is going to be 100% bulletproof. There's nothing out there. I say, if you want to go with something that's really going to protect, let's do a PPF film and then we'll coat the film. You know, but nothing out there is going to be, and I just walk them through, you know, I explain what the ceramic does, the maintenance that's required. Uh, three months ago, I had a guy come in I ceramic coated his wife's car. He said, he called me. Hey, Anthony, how's it going? I said, it's going great, man. How you been? He's like, oh, I'm doing great. I need to get the car in for maintenance. I said, great. I'm about, you know, X amount of time out. Let's get it in. He's like, cool. He brings it up, Marty. I look at this car and I put my head down in disbelief. I said, hey, man, when's the last time you washed this car? Oh, man, just last week. And I looked at him dead in his eyes as a client. I said, there's two people you can't lie to. Your mom and your detailer. When's the last time you washed this car? And he goes, well, I told my son to wash it like six months ago, but I don't know if he ever did. So I'm like, okay. I was like, how many oak trees has this thing been parked under? Well, it stays up under an oak tree. The whole car was covered in whatever that output is that oak trees release. And it was ruined. He's like, what can we do? 
I was like, polish it and start back from step no, one. I was like, there's, I was like, you've lost it. It's been a year and three months. I haven't seen the car, and you clearly haven't washed it. There was buildup of algae on the car and the windows. Ouch. Yeah. But he said, well, what about my warranty? I said, you didn't maintain it. I said, it's 15 months later, dude. I said, there is no warranty. I said, it hasn't been washed every, you know, every week to two like we discussed. You have, you know, we went through all this. Why do you think people are doing that, though? Is it the videos that they saw from these early companies that were repping, uh, you know, is what is it that that's making customers think that they can just walk away from a from, car after spending thousands from of cars dollars? catch it on fire and getting spray painted on? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of those early companies, their videos and what they do, right? Yeah, I mean, throwing they, lighters at cars and yeah. throwing rocks at them, and they did a really great job at marketing. In, yeah, falsifying information for sales. Yeah, the internet has met, built such a a falsification on our industry because every John, Dick, and Harry's out there trying to do it, and they're posting all these beautiful shade shots down the side of a car. And everything looks great in a picture until the fucking sun hits it. And then it looks like a damn 80 grit sandpaper is going over it for its whole life. Yeah. So when you went into the shop, why, why'd you switch away from doing the maintenance? Just, did I you, didn't. Okay. You still you do didn't. maintenance? I, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So my, my services started. $45 on $90 an hour shop rate. Okay. Okay. When I asked earlier, I thought you were saying you only did coatings and corrections. Oh, no, 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 no. I oh, that's okay. just what mainly comes into my shop and then gotcha. I maintain the vehicles. No, I'll do anything from a basic wash, but I, I have a car wash down the street from me. That's pretty big, but I tell people I'm not a car wash. I'm more of a boutique style detail shop. I'm not here to do the $5 car washes in and out vacuum, wipe your windows. I'm, you know, Here's the breakdown of our services. Here's the cost. Uh, I don't want to be known as that guy that does five dollar washes through town. No, you don't. You don't want to be that. No, you don't have enough. Right. Man, you don't have enough manpower for it. I don't have enough people. I yeah. put Jason out there in a speedo or something dancing on yeah, the corner. Yeah, because yeah, hard. right. You'd have to go to three ninety nine <laughs> after that, though. You, yeah. you got to yeah. work even harder then. Uh, <laughs> Um, so overall, you, you mostly do coatings and corrections. Um, I, I mean, I do full details too. It's, mm -hmm. it's a variety. I'd say it's about a 60, 40 split, 60 detail side, 40 coating. So right in the middle corrections and coating. Almost. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, pretty, that's probably, do you think even. that's, do you think that's the healthiest approach to it? Why did, why do you, have you continued to go about it that way? Oh, because I don't want to get burnt out, man, on just coatings, even though the money's great. It's tiring at the end of the day, rolling around with a eight pound polisher all day and up and down. And sometimes it's nice to have that break and that getaway from doing and just staring at paint all day. Yep. You know, do, I mean, do you, you get just blinded kinda, by the colors sometimes. You sometimes go back to doing a regular maintenance style cleaning and just kind of go back to where you used to be. And it's oh, yeah, little, and it's just like a. It's, it's a, little like a little therapeutic just time. to kind of go back and vacuum a car and just kind of wipe it back down. Vacuum a car, like, blow it make, out, wipe know. out the cup holders. And yeah, dust it simple down stuff. Glass. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, back in the day, I'd think, oh, man, I got to shampoo these carpets the next day. 
Now I'm going to bed thinking, fuck, I got to polish a car for eight hours tomorrow, <laughs> you know, or whatever, whatever the case may be. It's like, damn. And then I call Bruno. I'm like, hey, I got $3 an hour for you if you're trying to come work. <laughs> Does he, Bruno, do you at least get a 12 pack or something? Do you at least get some beer? I, I, I am compensated very well. <laughs> I, am I get him a meatball well. hoagie and he's good to go. <laughs> meatball hoagie and he's good to go. Oh, yeah, yep. man. That's good. Speaking of, you left that thing on the counter yesterday and I had to throw it away today. Oh, shit. Next time, I'll, I'll make sure you can eat it all. I'll give you something before to make you eat it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. But, um, yeah, Jason helps me out a lot. You know, Jason's been a big help around the shop. Um, it, Not and, only uh, detailing, though. It, I've helped this motherfucker reorganize his shop from, like, <laughs> ten different fucking things, man. I'm telling you. Oh, dude, I'm anal about my shop. Every time I get done with something, I want the shop cleaned. I want the floors cleaned. Yep. I want everything done. But in person, uh, you know, first impressions are a lot on a client when they come in. And Jason could tell you 90% of the people that walk in my shop look around. Even the city inspector came and inspected me. They tell me this has got to be the cleanest shop I've ever stepped foot in. Everything has a place. Everything has its own place. I'm so anal. My bottles, the way they sit, all the heads have to be turned the same. And they have to be certain colors. That's that OCD sections. shit. That's the OCD shit we talked the, about last week. And and where my shit. Uh, no, no, let's go there. Let's go there. Spray. All right, Anthony. When you approach a car, all right, you got your polisher out. Where do you start? Where do you go oh, next? And how do you go around the vehicle? Yo. Yo. Jason's gonna hate me. I'm totally Yo. backwards from my guarantee. Ninety percent of people watching. I start passenger front fender. Work my way around the vehicle. So above the tire? Yep. Yep. Hood okay. line down, work my way around, and then hit the roof and come Around down the front. which way? Around which From way? Front to, front to the back, around the back bumper, deck lid, hatch, whatever, top of the spoiler, and then I'll work my way. I'm um, backwards, man. I'm telling you. I totally. came in the shop the other day. He goes, Bruno, you've been proud that's of me. I was like, wait, hold on. I'm going this way. I'm back for you, okay, man. So, that's, just, that's how I've always so been. So your, your front <laughs> fender, and then you go to the hood, and then you go no, to no, the... No, 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 no. No hood. The hood's last. Hood's last. <laughs> okay, front fender, man. and then the next goes front to fender, the passenger door. Door, quarter panel, trunk driver's side down the front and then I'll I'll hit the top of the roof down the hood and then front bumper and finish it out. Okay, okay, okay. So we're but almost I, yep. so so I'm front passenger but I'm front passenger hood. And then I do the hood first. I come around the front bumper, I go down the passenger side and then around and then I finish the tops. I don't yesterday though Jason walked in I was like bro you'd be proud of me he's like why i was like i did the hood first he's like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) um hey a while back i got jason good i'm polishing the side of a car and i threw a rag over top of my pad oh my god he goes he's fucking polishing with the fucking towel on the pad i was was like it it was it was a junker car it was a joke I, I stopped right dead in my tracks. 
I was I like, threw the towel over it was flipping around, taking all the polish off. I was like, hey man, this is faster. He about Uh-oh. dropped in his tracks. He was <laughs> done. He was like, I can't with you. But I like to have fun while I work. I'm serious about my work, but at the same time, I want the work environment to be fun, laughing, cutting up, but at the same time, make sure shit gets done the way it needs to get done. Look, Anthony's younger than favorite? me. Anthony's younger than me, but it's like he's that older brother that loves to fucking pick on you and shit. I swear to God, man, because he knows I hate spiders, right? Absolutely. Oh, I got some good spider videos. He, and he videotapes me, and I don't even fucking know this. And he'd just be fucking with me with fake spiders or pretending that's something behind me and shit. It's crazy. He says it's a nice work environment for him, not for me. I sit there in terror. I wait. <laughs> you get a little anxious going in there? A little bit. You know, I got to keep my eyes in the back of my head. Yeah. All right, so you guys are uh, working together. You're going at it. You know the hair ain't there. Anthony, what's what's your what's your music genre like? What are you listening oh, to? While you oh, guys man. are you, uh, ne- you never know shit. what's gonna come on my radio. Today shit. was EDM. Yesterday was country. In the morning that turns to some gangster rap, some West Coast, back to rock, back to I did it. It's all over the place. He has a I never know playlist. what I'll listen to. <laughs> Uh, he has a I had playlist. a mystical Literally, playing yesterday. It went, it went from like it went from Jay Z, uh, no mystical, Danger, mystical to Jay Z to, to Tupac to Tupac. Eminem. It's like I mean, yo, it's, and it's all pimp shit. It's all pimp Jason music. Is like, is it? Uh, Jason, like, you trying to serenade me in here? <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have uh do you have it on a Spotify playlist? Yeah, just Pandora, and it just runs. Oh, Pandora. Okay, I was going to say, if, if, if it's you Spotify, hear it, you to... could share it. Oh, I'm too poor for that. Um, <laughs> go... It's 10 bucks a Go lot. to... Uh... Ah, $10 more than I got, man. Um, go, go If you use Pandora, go to Pandora, and this goes for anybody, and type in Danger by Mystical. That's my jam. Start there and just let it roll all day. All right. <laughs> uh, talk it's to me Mountcast. about... You've got to jam some Outcast. Talk, talk to me about that first one you mentioned, EDM. Uh, that's, that's always been my go-to. You know, it didn't used to be called EDM. Uh, it was, house you know, music yeah, or whatever you want to call it. And house and, you know, now it's EDM, which is cool. I can pretty much do anything uh, except dubstep. I just never could get into that. Uh, what's, what's some of your EDM favorites? Who do you, who do you listen to? Um, I like Animal. Uh, Animal by martin garrix i started that playlist and just let it ride um i pretty much i mean i don't really get into it but i just like the back you know the, the bass drops and the, the 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 music it puts off i don't really get into their their groups or their names or i just if i hear a song i'm like oh scary monsters nice sprites let's rock it you know skrillex a little bit of stuff like that but yeah skrillex I, I, I don't yeah, either. I That's why I always like to ask to see if I can pick up some new uh, playlist to listen to. Uh, I, I do, you know, if I, if I said the, uh, the A word over there and I had her plays me something, uh, I'd play something like a deep house. You know, there's a lot of playlists on something to do with anything house. I, you know, I just, I, I guess what I like. Anthony tells me I listen to death music. Oh God! He's like, oh, you! I fucking want to kill somebody. I'm like, I'm sorry. 
but then I've been listening to a lot of when you guys came on earlier, I've been listening to a lot of the baby radio and it mixes uh, a lot of the newer what? young rap artists, the uh, baby, the baby. Yeah. You never heard of that, Jason? Oh yeah. Nope. Good, good shit right there, man. Nope. Cha-ching. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, if you ever hear people go, he's he, through a lot of his songs. He goes, "Let's go." So he's like DJ Cali. No, well, that's another one. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he also raps there too. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. All Listen, right, guys. All thank you so rap, much. All this new rap shit is garbage. I don't give a shit what anybody says. It's fucking crap. Oh, I don't know. I kind of like the baby. Uh-uh. That's my baby. That's, that's, that's another a dumb name, song. too. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. Uh, all right. Closing, closing thoughts, Anthony. Uh, love your story, man. Uh, really great heart. Love the family. Love, love everything that you're doing, man. Uh, any last thoughts you want to share? Or are you froze? Um, okay, there we man. go. <laughs> it looked like you oh, were man, froze I- for a second. No, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I appreciate you having me, Jason. Thank you for uh, telling Marty about me, and um, looking forward to some more watching and listening to some more pints and polishing. And uh, you know, I hope everybody keeps polishing on, man. I hope everybody's business thrives. I hope everybody succeeds in life. I don't want to ever see anybody fail. And um, if you're watching and you're in the Tampa area, stop by the shop. Doors are always open. Everybody's always welcome. Not as big of an asshole as Jason makes me out to be sometimes. He's only asking to me. It's between you and that Aaron Knox guy. We still haven't decided which one's worse. <laughs> yeah, that'd be Alex Russell and Aaron Knox. Oh yeah, that guy too. <laughs> hey, we gotta get we gotta get that Aaron Knox guy on to figure out what that's about. Yeah, well, you know, I I might I might have him next week. I've been talking. Oh, hey, here we go. All right. Oh, hold on now. I just got a text message. I was told to show you all a video real quick. So give me two seconds, if you would, and let me pull up this video of me and my little brother in the shop messing around. Uh, I just showed it to somebody today. While you're looking that up, I'm going to give you a formal introduction uh, and and invite you guys. We had a a great conversation with Sheldon the past couple days. You know, a lot of concerns if uh, MTE is going to happen. He's very assuring that it is. As you guys know, Florida seems to be a lot safer than a lot of other areas. Uh, you know, the, the, the resort there is owned by Marriott. They're doing extensive work to keep it clean and safe. And so Mobile Tech uh, Expo is going to continue to move forward. And so we will be up there on stage uh, recording episodes and would love to uh, do this again with the two of you guys there and uh, have a couple paint assassins on. Uh, We'll, it'll be uh, February 4th for Education Day, February 5th and 6th uh, for, uh, for the uh, Expo Days. And if anybody wants to join us, we'd love to see you. You can go to mobiletechexpo.com and use uh, Pints as a 15% on discount code. Uh, you might as well save some money and, uh, and come have some beers with us. There'll be a community event where we'll all drink beers sitting out on, on the yard. It, it'll be a lot of fun, and I, I hope to see both of you guys there. So uh, show us that video real quick, Anthony. See if you could see it. Oh. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, I'll play it one more time. Mm. So he said, let me jump over you. I said, all right, I got you. 
Yeah, and then you duck down. What? What? Ow! That that. <laughs> mm. That'll leave a mark. So I think oh yeah, nah, he was pretty pissed, but luckily he's uh, younger than me, and he knew not to be all right. come at me swinging. All right, so, Anthony, where do people find come, you on social? Um, the Detail Specialist LLC on Facebook, or my personal page, which is actually maxed out, so you can't add me. Um, or the underscore detail underscore specialist on Instagram and TikTok. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Did you join us on TikTok? All right. Uh, TikTok is the same thing. The underscore detail underscore specialist. Cool. Bruno, where do uh, people find you? Uh, they can find me um, on my personal page, Jason Bruno. Pain Assassins oh. across the board on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Awesome. How's that TikTok going for you, man? He's trying to break a thousand. Oh, I mean, I'm 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 halfway there, man. <laughs> halfway there get it it's fun isn't it it's fun trying to learn the creative things and all the stuff that you can just put together it's it's a super fun platform so absolutely cool thank you guys have a great night uh great meeting thank you look forward to seeing you again thank you man i'll see you at mpe come see me at the car candy booth i'll be there working it all right bro all right brothers later (laughs) okay episode is over If you got any value from it, leave us a review, share the episode, and find us on TikTok. It would mean the world to me.